0: Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Okay, welcome back to the Dear Abby podcast. I promised myself that I will not pause this whole time because I usually have to edit for so effing long and I've said enough to that. Until I can afford someone to edit all of my podcasts, I will be a fast, literate queen. Even though now that I said that, I'm going to stumble on my words. Anyways... Welcome back to another episode. I think this is episode 11. So it's been, what is that, two months and a couple weeks, two months and three weeks or something, which is crazy. I can't believe I've actually been doing it that long. Um, I just want to start off by saying thank you to those who are listening, who have posted about it and all that stuff that makes me feel very validated. And also, please, if you haven't already, go... I mean, you can wait till the end of the episode, I guess, but you can, if you can just go to podcast or Spotify or wherever you listen and give me a five star. Um, you can write something if you want, but I, I really, I really appreciate those. I think I already have like 110, which is awesome, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Okay. Enough of me being a simp for you and Let's do life updates. First, I don't have my camera on because I was trying to edit, not edit. I was trying to troubleshoot why my camera wasn't working today. It, it like plugs in, but the camera wasn't showing up on my um, streaming service. And so I re I, I d- went to a bunch of those like stupid Yahoo answer columns where half the time they don't even give you the answers. They just give you a question you have to pay for like a subscription. S- so I, I did some troubleshooting for it. But overall, the consensus was I I can't use my video um with this error. So I'm trying to figure out what the heck to do with that. Oh, this whole camera thing is such a pain in my butt. I literally bought a new battery for it too. I bought a battery that connects, which I, this would have been awesome if I was streaming still. Which I also, just so you know, you guys, I I used to stream all the time on Twitch and I still sometimes do on Saturdays or Fridays if I literally have nothing going, not even nothing going on. I I like to stream. I think it's fun. We have a fun group of girls that jump on. Um, and we just chat and talk about whatever we want and I play some Apex or usually, eh, I'm going to be honest, I usually just play Apex right now. Um, I'm pretty good. I'm not going to tell you what I'm rated in Apex, even though I'm sure no one really cares. Um, yeah. Anyways, so there's no, there's no camera today. Is what I'm saying so I don't think I'm gonna upload a YouTube video I also the reason why I'm not gonna spend more time setting it up is because I've procrastinated now to where I'm leaving to New York today later today and I still have I recorded half of an episode last night and I think I just get in my head too much about recording and I'm scared people aren't gonna like it I'm scared it's gonna be just like doesn't make sense because I know I can kind of be all over the place so I just stopped in the middle and was like, i not doing this. Like, I hate, literally hate this. And that's probably really toxic of myself towards myself. But sometimes I'm just in a bad headspace and I don't feel like recording and I don't want to give that energy. So that happens a lot. I feel like I've said that almost every episode. So I'm probably going through something for sure. But I'll get more, you know, confident and this will just be easier every single time and I'll care less about if people receive it well, all that stuff. Um, I'd like to act like like I don't really care that much, but a, a part of me does a part of me doesn't, but a part of me that, you know, I really want this to be fun, successful, helpful. That part of me gets anxious about posting. Um, so yeah. Okay like I said, I'm going to New York. I don't think I said that last. Oh, I think I did say it last week, but I'm leaving. I'm leaving today. So I'm hoping that Chelsea downloaded Nancy Drew games on her iPad because I really only have plans to read and I don't have like a, like a book, like a physical hard copy of a book. I just have like reading from my phone, which is not going to be a vibe. I already know. Oh, I guess I could maybe transfer it to my laptop oh, I should do that. Anyways, I'm, I'm reading what, the, what is the, the mountain is you or something or uh, something like that. And then I'm reading one in my discord group chat. Um, I started one for anxiety and OCD and just mental health and just for fun, honestly. So we have about 90 people on there. It's just a discord, um, server. And, I can probably link it if you are curious about it and want to join. Sometimes it's active. Sometimes it's not. I think people, obviously, if we have anxiety, we we ain't the type of people who are constantly talking to one another. So we all are scared to talk to each other. Um, So I try to say things every once in a while. But <laughs> uh, classic. Anyways, so I don't really know what I'm going to do on the plane. So I just hope Chelsea has. Um, well mommy me the whole time and I hope she brought snacks for me I hope she brought hard candy in her purse and I hope she brought sunscreen and sunglasses for me so we'll see I do want to I, I always find myself this is such a freaking nerdy thing to do but I always find myself wanting to make excel sheets on a plane I don't know what the heck it is I for a couple years at my job that I have like my nine to five job I have made so many Excel sheet, like Excel worksheets of, you know, like procurement type things where I try to figure out how much things are costing, like cost of goods, cost per unit, that type of stuff. So it's just a lot of like formulas going into the other. I love that stuff so much. It's so fun for me. Like VLOOKUP is fun. Um, Like just all of these stupid things that other people be like, that's so boring. Maybe it's because... I don't know, I th- it just relaxes my brain a bit to have things just in a in a, in a a cell, you know? It's just nice and tucked in. Everything makes sense. <gasps> uh, my therapist is not listening or he's going to say, don't do that anymore. I'm kidding. I don't think it's a bad thing to do whatsoever. I actually just really enjoy it. So I'll probably make worksheets and worksheets of Excels for, what, six and a half hours or something, however long the flight is. Um... To New York from where I am. So that I'm excited about that. I'm mostly excited about the food in New York, honestly. That's I was asking what we're gonna be doing there to Chelsea. I mean, we're trying to figure out kind of like the main things that we wanna see, but really Chelsea was like you really just get dressed up and you or you, you wake up, you go to brunch or you go get some you go get tea or you go get, you know, coffee or whatever. And then you go back to your hotel room, you get ready, and then you walk around and you literally just go eat food. And that's like the main events for the day, which I'm totally down for. I don't know if I'm really a touristy person in the sense of, do I want to go see random buildings? Maybe. I've really never traveled that much. When I went to Puerto Rico, there's really cool places that I went to. I get weird existential anxiety when I go to big places like that and see big landmarks. So this will be a good exposure for me to just be like, I don't know why I'm anxious, but I am. I do think they're beautiful and I'm excited to see places I've never seen. My mom wants to go to uh, the World Trade Center to the memorial. And I'm a little bit nervous about that one because I just know that'll be an emotional one for me. And same with some other ones, even like seeing the Statue of Liberty will probably give me anxiety in a weird way, but it I think it's just the history stuff behind it is just crazy to me that that we just have so much effing history but like okay, I don't want to trigger anyone. well yeah, I won't but anyways, I'm excited but I'm also like okay if we don't see a billion landmarks maybe that's weird of me. Maybe, maybe I'll change my mind. I don't know I don't travel much. I don't know who I am when I travel. I really don't you know I went to... I don't know why this is popping into my head, but I'm just gonna share it. I went to I went on like a mission for my church. Um and I served in Puerto Rico and but I went to like what's called the MTC, which is like the missionary training center. It's like boot camp for learning about Jesus. So I actually really enjoyed it. There was it was in the DR, which is Um, not like a common one to go to. So we probably had, usually there's like hundreds and hundreds. Maybe there's like thousands of missionaries in certain MTCs, but we only had like maybe 50 people max there in the whole MTC. So I knew every single person and it was just a vibe. We'd basically hang out. We didn't have a teacher for a couple of days. So it was just a bunch of people my age and we just hung out and that was fun. And anyways... The reason I bring that up is because, actually, I don't know why I brought that up. Why the heck was I talking about? Why did I do that? What was I talking about? Forget it. For Just freaking forget it. For Get. Okay, actually, I do remember. Everyone there called me like the punching missionary. Not because I would punch people. I would just fake punch everything. I think it's because I grew up with a lot of brothers or something. But I just think fake punching will always be funny and when you have like when I fake punch you if you don't act like I just punched you you're done I don't want to be your friend if I fake punch you in public you have to act like I just punched you do you know what I mean like oh and then you bounce back or something give me something anyways I would just fake punch people all the time and I wouldn't actually touch them it was a fake punch obviously but I don't know why that popped into my head, but I think I want to start doing that again. Oh, I don't, I also don't know if I told you guys this, but I was really excited to go to the Suga, like August D concert. He was, he's like a member of BTS. He's going on tour and I did not get a ticket because they were still too expensive. And I cried for a while after that. So now me and Chelsea will just have to save every month until 2025 or whenever they come back for tour when they're done with their, um, like duty in their, in the army, So that sucked, but I'm also, at the end of this episode, I wanted to, it's not necessarily a game, it's more just, I want to share some of my favorite albums and songs and artists, because I feel like I've never really talked about that stuff before, and I think it'd be fun to kind of share and hopefully find people that like the same stuff as me, but if not, just give some good recs. Yesterday, I went to a support group um, not in person it's just online right now but I did I have reached out to like where I live the local OCD kind of group and I will start going to in-person meetings and I'm horrified to do that that does not actually sound that fun but I feel like it's good for you to go out and meet people who are like you who have the same brain who have the same issues and who struggle with the same thing I just feel like it makes you feel obviously less alone but yesterday I just I jumped on one that was just online like an online support group for it's depression and OCD so obviously I struggle with both of those and I feel like I'm well equipped when it comes to depression now it sucks you like don't want to live but you don't want to die type of a thing you obviously feel very misunderstood because you feel like, especially with OCD, people are like, well, just don't obsess over it. Just stop thinking about it. It's like, it's very ignorant to say that. And I think it just makes people feel, is, they have good intentions always when people tell say stuff like that. Same with when you like lose a loved one and they they say something that rubs you the wrong way. It's always good intention. But I do think if you are someone that you want to say the right things to someone, if they have any kind of mental health thing, please don't like try to give advice in that way. It's, it's more so you just have to say, I'm so sorry that sounds so hard, but I know you can still get up, do what you need to do. And I'm sorry that you have to suffer like inside and no one sees, you know, that's really all we want to hear. Not really, we want to hear a lot more, but that's what I always say is like a good thing to say. Yeah, it's just a very humbling experience always to jump on those groups because I feel like I'm always like, oh, I'm just different than everyone. Like, I, no one understands me. I can't do this because of A, B, and C, and no one likes me. Like, all this kind of self-loathing, limiting beliefs that I have for myself. And I isolate myself, and then I blame everyone else for isolating me. So which is just a classic thing to do. Everyone, I feel like kind of does that sometimes. But I I do think that this point in my life, I'm learning how to not do that. I don't ever put it on anyone else to make me feel included. It's great. Some people do automatically do that because they're really good, attentive people. But anyways, when I was in the group, it's just I see so many people that look so different, that act so different, that have different backgrounds they have different tastes in whatever like we talked about a bunch of things and they had the same struggles as me like the not necessarily maybe the same themes or the same exact content of the struggle or obviously it's different but it's the same disorder and it's the same struggle of not wanting to be alive but also not wanting to die so it's just always humbling to be with people that are very similar to you and their brain works very similar and you just hear their stories and you're like, oh my gosh, I have acted like I'm so alone in this world and I'm the only one that's had hard things. And it just makes me feel stupid every single time. And I'm like, that's not making me happy to isolate myself or feel like I'm different than everyone though. It's like, you're really, you are as in no one has your exact life, and no one is you. But in terms of just life experience, you're not the only person that's had life experience. I don't know, it just gives me the opportunity, I think, to just open myself up and to be vulnerable and to hear other people say, oh, yeah, that's how I feel too. Or yep, I struggle with the same thing. It's just like, wow, it blows my mind. So get out there you guys go go get out there go get them i don't even know what i mean by that but yeah i I just don't don't isolate yourselves you're you're different but you're also not that different you know what i mean like you're different but you're not different like it or not most people crave connection and yes you should feel connected to yourself you should be comfortable in your own presence All of that stuff. But at the same time, we also all do crave connection with other humans. That's all my life updates. I miss Rudy still. Sometimes I regret it. But then also sometimes I don't. So it just sucks and I miss him. But anyways, that's my two cents on that. Okay, the mental health kind of topic I wanted to dive into. I kind of already did. But the quote that I wanted to read was one that, oh shiz, I can't remember the name. Nathan something. On Instagram, he has a YouTube channel. He talks about anxiety. OCD is a therapist. He posted something that just said, I think it was on a story. It was just like a graphic that says the opposite of anxiety is trust. I think that's why it's so hard to kind of get over, not get over anxiety, but to live with it because when you've been anxious for so long, like I have, and you've kind of lived in fight and flight for so long, you feel like you can like you have to trust something that feels more foreign to you than something that feels familiar to you like anxiety feels familiar to me the feeling of it that's familiar that's like comfortable in a weird way I'm used to it I know what that is but letting go of that I don't know what else life has to offer me but if I don't let go I can't receive what else life like is trying to offer me you don't ever have to get rid of anxious sensations or feelings or thoughts it's more so just learning to recognize what they are and that they're uncomfortable, and that you can rather put your trust in whatever you want to put your trust in and believe in what you want, whether that's people, your faith, God, um, the universe, whatever it is, to put your trust in something greater than you, I think really is the main thing that I go back to when I have this drive from my place to uh, my boyfriend's place and to Chelsea's place, It's right on the shore. It's right on the beach, basically. So I'm not complaining. It's beautiful during the day. But at night, it freaks me the F out because the ocean at night just is horrifying. It's just a black abyss. And so I get crazy anxiety every single time I drive home or drive there at night. I've been practicing. I usually call someone. like I'll have Ken just be on the phone with me. And the other day, he did call me out. He said, you have to learn to just drive by and just be uncomfortable with that and i was like okay my helpful king so i try not to but i i did i did fail last night i did call him but sometimes when i'm feeling not even feeling when i just choose to be you know a good girl and not call someone and just sit with the uncomfortable feelings that i get when i drive by it it's like i don't want to look but i also want to look it's like this weird it like freaks me out it's just like this whole thing every single time i drive and i'm like why is this a thing don't why, why do i care so much um it's just that's just classic though I think I just will have to that will just always happen to me I think and maybe not I'm not attached to that it's okay if it doesn't trust me it's okay but I've also accepted that that's how it is right now and I don't know the future but instead of trying to dissect what that means I usually just put my trust in the fact that okay I feel scared but I trust my body that it's it's just trying to help me but I also trust myself my intuition Because anxiety and intuition, I think, are pretty different. However, a lot of people who suffer with anxiety and OCD, they don't really feel like they can trust themselves, which I've been there. I sometimes am there again when my OCD is really bad or when I feel like it's kind of hijacked my brain. But when I feel a little bit more calm and centered and closer to who I am, I definitely feel like I can trust myself. And It's just in those moments that I have to really trust in something greater than me, which sounds really dramatic for just driving by the ocean. But I just know that other people out there feel the same way with just weird random things that make them anxious. But just trusting that it's like, I don't know why this is making me anxious, but I think I'm okay. And I just keep driving. And I don't look at it. I don't not look at it. I just try not to make it a big deal. (laughs) Anyways, I think another thing is when you're a kid... (laughs) On <laughs> way back now. Growing up, I'm like, oh, life is this way. Like I've always had OCD growing up as a kid. I talk, I was actually just on a podcast. I think it actually went live yesterday. Wait, two days ago. Wait, no. Today while well, I'm recording, but it'll be two days ago from when you're listening to this. It's the bread and butter podcast. Um, It was, it was awesome to be on there. I kind of share my whole background on my whole upbringing kind of with OCD and just, you know, being diagnosed and everything like that. So if you want to listen to that, you can go listen to that. Um, If you're curious, if you want to hear someone's story from when they were a kid all the way to when they're an adult and how it's kind of manifested, that's basically what we talk about and how it's unhinged. Like OCD is just truly unhinged and anxiety. Some of the things that it just comes up with is like, what the heck? But you grow up thinking life is one way. And then something happens. And unfortunately, some people have to grow up a lot faster, obviously, because they have just hard upbringings where they don't get to be a kid, really. And that breaks my heart. And I'm lucky because I was able to be a kid. I had two parents that loved us. I had a bunch of siblings. We played, we fought, we punched each other, we threw stuff on each other. Um, I did struggle with OCD thoughts, you know, weird panic attacks when i was a kid even like since i can remember um so like some of my first life experiences that i can think back to were being anxious and scared and i didn't know why so that's just always been so weird to think back on other than that i had a good childhood and you anyways you grow up thinking life's one way it's all fun and games some people this is my experience some people already know life is hard by the age of like 5 but some kind of event, something happens where you're just like, wow, life is not what I thought it was. Whether that life is harder than I thought life is whatever it is. You're just like, this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> you're Like, what the heck is going on? Like, this is just I did not did I sign up for this? I think in those moments now, I feel like I had that couple like uh, maybe like two years ago or something. And from that point, I feel like it's just been regaining trust in something greater than me and trust in myself. But this time it feels a lot more sure. Not like certainty sure, but like it feels because I've been through the trenches now. I feel like I've really had to just trust. Like it's so blind, but it's also very conscious. My trust now in God and my faith and something bigger than me. And something higher than me, it feels like a much more real type of faith. I've also had to relearn to trust in good things because I've seen the bad now. Like, all when I look around, I don't know, I just, my brain is, that's where it's switched to. It just sees the bad. I feel guilty if I switch over to see the good because I'm like, then what if that means I can't comfort those who are in a bad place? But what I'm learning is if I don't ever open myself up and let that go to then now see the good, I will just stay where I am and I won't be able to receive anything that God is trying to give me or the universe or whatever you believe in. So I choose to see the good. I choose to see the love that's all around rather than the hate. I choose to see the peace that's all around instead of the chaos and the, you know, anger. So it's very hard because I feel like my brain kind of has been altered by what I've gone through. So I don't feel like the same person, but I'm no longer scared of that. And I'm proud of that in a in a way to where I can really make more conscious efforts of things. And I can really, really dive deep, work on myself, not be controlled by my mind, not listen to everything that it says. It's just trying to help, but its it doesn't have all the information is what I think my therapist or some something I listen to. It's like your brain, yes, your brain is very smart, but it doesn't have the information that your heart has, like then your soul. And so... The part that sends you like all these anxious thoughts and whatever, it's just skewed, obviously, and it doesn't have all the information. And so that's where trust comes in to where there is something greater than that. Anyways, that's just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. So it also comes down to putting your trust in other people again, because that's a massive one for me, which I kind of want to touch base on that in a later episode. But how massive trust is now with other people. And it's really hard for me to feel like I can trust others and let them fully into my world. Um, My heart is very guarded, which is not horrible. You know, you want to be careful about your heart. It's okay to guard your heart. But with the people that I know, like that I know I can trust, it's like it won't let me bring my walls down. It will, but I think it just takes longer than I thought. Okay, enough, enough, enough. Let's listen to the Dear Abby um, question for today and then we'll wrap things up with some of my favorite albums and stuff out. Dear Abby, I'm graduating from college in the spring and planning to move in with my boyfriend over the summer. What are some conversations or topics that you think we should talk about before we move in together to make sure that it's an intentional and loving living environment? Thanks. Okay. This is a good one. Um, I, you're probably in a good you're probably already set kind of because you're you already want to ask questions about like boundaries and stuff, you know, there probably will be conflicts that arise and you're trying to go ahead and figure out how to fix those as they come up. Um, I'll say probably number one that I would just be concerned about is cleaning, like to set expectations of I'm not going to be your mom or maybe you're the messy one. I'm honestly in me and Keen's relationship. I am the messy one. Uh, I'm, I'm more messy now that I mean, I'm less messy now that I don't have a dog, but when I had Rudy, I was very honestly dirty because Rudy was a dirty dog. Like he would leave mud everywhere, dirt. He would jump on my bed. I'd push him off. Well, actually later on when he got older, he wouldn't jump on my bed as much. I would invite him on, but I would try to clean off his paws, but he just always had dirt on him. Anyway, so definitely asking what his and what your expectations are for cleanliness in the place or the apartment or whatever and like kind of chores or just like do you expect to do the dishes once a week or do you expect him and you to both clean as you go and you know that type of thing those things are just small things that will cause arguments and (laughs) annoyance so those are small things to fight over anyway so it's not massive but maybe a discussion about boundaries and like personal time Because when you live with someone, you just get less time alone. And as much as you love your partner, you need space. And you need to feel like your own person and like an individual. So I think maybe having a discussion of like, okay, I need to be alone for X many hours of the week or the day or whatever. Or maybe you literally don't need any personal time. But if I would suggest maybe take some. And it could even just be in separate rooms. But... I would, I don't, when I want personal time, I want to be alone. Like I don't want anyone in the room with me. I need to be 100% alone in the house or in a room and not bothered for like a good hour and a half or two hours or sometimes a whole day. So I think setting that boundary so then no one's feelings get hurt or if they do get hurt, then it's not like, they're not shocked. They're like, okay, that'll be hard for me because I'm kind of a, you know, anxious person and I like to be close to you all the time. But if that's what you need, I can you know, sort out my own feelings and just, you know, let you have that time. Uh, I think that's really it. I, I don't know too much about your relationship, obviously. So I feel like if I knew it more, maybe there'd be other questions, but that's exciting. And it should be a fun time for you both. I hope the move goes well. I hope he doesn't make you lift a single box. Here are some of my favorite artists right now and albums. Okay. So obviously, if you know anything about me, you know I love BTS and I love all of their individual music as well. They've taken a what is it called, a hiatus, and so they're all kind of dropping albums. My favorite album that's been dropped so far by the members is RM's. So the album is called Indigo and I think there's 12 or there's 10, yeah, 10 songs. The whole album is just 32 minutes, but I love this album. He's a rapper he also has a beautiful singing voice but most of his songs are rap he has a lot of um, like artists on with him that he collabs with but the whole album it just gives old r&b like old rap um it just is kind of a throwback sound but he also has really cute just very peaceful sounding songs on this like there's one um forgetful with kim saul i don't know if that's how you say her last name but That's a good song. I think it's just cute. Like, it's just a freaking cute song. The rest of them are just fun. Some of them are upbeat. Some of them are a little bit slower, more R&B, bluesy. So that's Indigo um, by RM. Jimin just dropped an album. I actually haven't listened to it. He's another member of BTS. And then J-Hope, he's been in a couple songs that I love. I love his music, but I've just been into more relaxed sounding songs just because i don't know i'm just in that mood all the time is just to listen to kind of chilled songs so a lot of his things are pretty like intense but they are fun to listen to every once in a while when i'm high energy and when i'm working out and stuff he has an album jack in the box that was released in 2022 and then he has he just collabed with j cole and the song's called on the street These are massive like these are like one of the these are some of the biggest like pop stars in the world. So I'm sure a lot of people know about their albums. But I'm actually usually shocked about a lot of my friends and family like no one knows about these albums because they're not really I mean they kind of are shown. I don't know. I feel like it's just maybe I'm just stupid and they're everywhere. But I feel like just because I'm so immersed in the world of BTS and all their songs because I love their music that um I know everything so I'm like I assume that other people don't but um Suga aka August D if you look up August D he has an album that I love he has an album from 2022 so it's kind of older definitely older but his songs he raps as well so his songs are kind of intense but I love them yeah you guys I'm not kidding I literally listen to anime openings k-pop and podcasts and this channel i think it's a podcast i don't really know what it is but it's called coffee shop vibes you guys they have the most vibiest playlists i think it is technically a podcast but you basically it's like they're all like eight hours long and you click into one of them like they have winter coffee shop vibes during snowstorm with fireplace and piano rainy New York City jazz cafe so it's like jazz music some of them's like rainy Latin coffee shop ambiance, so it's like feels like you're in a coffee shop or you know a cafe and then you have rain in the background there's lo-fi ones they have like a Mykonos one so Mykonos one so they have just cute music it's just It's such a good background thing for when I'm cooking if I don't feel like music because sometimes I get overstimulated. These um, episodes are so like these playlists. I don't know what they're called. They're episodes technically. Anyways, it's Coffee Shop Vibes. Euphoric Media is who posts it, but it's so good. There is The Astronaut by Jin. It's a collaboration with Coldplay, I believe. Or maybe it's just his song, but he performed it with Coldplay. Wildflower by RM. That's in the album that I said. Vibe by... Young, i don't know how to say his name featuring jimin of bts this is an older one but it's seoul by rm um s-e-o-u-l like the city in korea oh and then probably my favorite song right now is still rush hour by crush and j-hope that song is so effing catchy i also the music please go watch that music video i love j-hope is such a freaking good dancer It literally inspires me the way that he's older than me and he can literally jump around like that. And is just like so energetic makes me when me and Chelsea went to the BTS concert, we were like, how the F does he have? He has such a massive stage presence. He controls that stage, that huge arena. He he is born to be a performer. He is born to do what he is doing. He's so good at dancing. He has so much energy. Anyways, I could watch his music videos all the time because his dancing is just unreal. There's there, there's like a thousand more, but all of them are lost now forever on my Spotify, on my old Spotify. So unfortunately, that's all I have. But that's fine because it's just about time to wrap up. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a good rest of your Thursdays or a good rest of your day today. Love you all. Thank you for listening. Bye oh actually go give uh, again go please go rate my show please make it five stars because you know honestly is great but five star reviews are better go follow me on instagram it's dear abby i think it's underscore underscore you can also find me again on twitch which i think is dear abby as well right now thank you guys again for listening when you guys are listening i'll be in new york so suck on that i'm kidding again chelsea's literally paying for everything so and with that i'm signing off peace out bye